0: Welcome back to the podcast. So today, what if I told you, you could get more time off your next race, be quicker, finish higher up the field without any extra training? You'd bite my hand off, right? Well, you're in for a treat because that's exactly what we're gonna do today. We're gonna talk about race planning. Race planning is one of the easiest ways to manage a race and make sure that you don't blow up on the run And ultimately, if you hit all your targets and you stick to it, you're probably gonna do better than you thought you would. So we're gonna have a little look at how that happens. I've built a tool on our website, uh, tripunks.com, where you can get a free race plan. Literally, go and sign up there now. All you have to do, I'm not asking for any money or any card details. Literally, go in there, sign up, and you'll have access to the tool. You'll be able to fill out the questions, help you think and focus on your race, Uh, and then you can go away, execute that. It'll uh, send you a message uh, in the system, we'll send you a message back to yourself, and you can sit and read that before race day, get familiar with your plan, uh, and then come race day when shits hit the fan, you'll know exactly what you need to execute and when. So what is a race plan? Well, a race plan really is exactly that. It does what it says on the tin. It's you planning your race. So, you look at each element, the swim, bike and run, even the transitions, uh, some some cases even before you get uh, to the race itself, and it helps you prepare. It also means that when the competitive edge kicks in, when you start to feel a bit down you know, on the longer races, you've got something to think back and benchmark yourself against. You know, you're benchmarking yourself against your own plan. So... The benefits of doing this are just really, really straightforward and simple. It really is helping you mentally visualize before your race what you're going to do. And during the race, it's going to help you keep control. And I think control is pretty key, especially on the longer distance races, uh, because, you know, it's so easy to go too hard on the swim, hurt your bike, too hard on the bike, hurt your run, not go hard enough on the bike, loads of uh, energy left in the run. As, in, as if anybody's ever done that, right? But you get them adrift. It's um, it's there to help you plan your race. So most of the things you're gonna put into uh, a, a race day plan are gonna be SMART objectives. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the acronym, uh, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. Um, you use that for those of you who work in a, an office-based environment. I'm sure you've come across that many, many, many times. Uh, but it's a really good way to actually set some, you know, realistic goals for yourself. You know, for example, um, I'm going to do the swim in X time. You know, uh, it's a smart objective. But it doesn't all have to be about smart objectives. Um, and I think that's where my race plan certainly differs to quite a few others. Uh, I used to really freak out in the swim, it, you, you know, it used to be a real big deal for me and I never used to know when it was going to happen, A couple some races I'd be fine, others within 100 metres I knew if I was going to have, I, I guess it was a panic attack, um, you know, and it's fairly common for, for a lot of people in open water swimming for, for this to happen to, uh, it's taken me a long time to kind of manage that and touch wood, I think I have now got full control of it. Um, but you know, in my early races, when I was doing my race plan, I was putting stuff in there that, you know, what happens if I have a freak out, you know, what am I going to do? And one of the things that i put into my race plan is that I'm going to reset, you know, so I might breaststroke for a couple of minutes till I calm my breathing back down. And then I'll start to put my head back in the water and, and go again. Uh, you know, what happens if I have a puncture on the, on, on the race? What am I going to do? How am I going to deal with it? If I haven't thought about these things, I'm not prepared. Uh, And as I said in the marketing bug, pre-preparation prevents piss poor performance. I actually nicked that from uh, an old episode of Soldier Soldier many, many years ago. Uh, So some of you may remember that, most of you probably won't. So let's break it down then. So what we want to do before we start planning is think about how we're actually gonna get to the race. too often, I've, I've been there in like a couple of days before, uh, especially if it's a localish race, I've only just bothered to look at where the actual venue is. Um, I might have a vague idea of where it is, but I need to know where the parking is. I need to know when I can access the parking, because obviously our races are usually quite early in the morning. I then need to know how far it is from the car park to registration. What time does the registration desk open? What time does transition open? How far is registration to transition? These are all things that you need to think about prior to the race, because if you don't and you do it the night before, you're just adding to the stress. You're creating stress for yourself, which really doesn't need to be there. So in my race plan, I make sure these things are covered, because I'm going to do it far enough out that I actually have to think about these things. I actually have to go into the athlete pack. I have to bother reading it. I have to search for the information. So that's the first place to start, you know, making sure that you can get to your race day venue. Uh, when I'll go and race abroad uh, with Team GB or when we go to um, on, on jollies with my uh, tri-club, more often than not, uh, with the tri-club itself, somebody takes responsibility for it all. I don't actually have to think too hard. I just have to pay my money uh, and off I go and enjoy the fun. However, when you're going away on your own, you have to plan a bit more. Um, you know, I've had to rent cars. I've had to think about, is the car big enough to carry the bike box? Um What time do I need to get the car back? Um, All of these things, you know, so good planning prior to a race. You know, your race plan needs to include this information. It's just gonna make you a whole lot less stress um, come the the morning that you're about to set off. So we've got the the pre-race stuff sorted and we've just pulled up in the car park and you know, what's next? We now need to think about, right, transition need to go in and I need to go and set my bike up. I'm sure we're all really familiar with how to lay our kit out by now. Um, But, you know, there's some little things that you need to do while you're in transition. Uh, So as part of my race plan, I make sure that I, you know, look at where the exits are, where the entrances are. I've probably had a good look at these prior to this during, uh, you know, with the race briefing. But, you know, you need to visualise where is my transition uh, spot in relevance to coming out of the water. Uh, you know when I drop my bike back in. Uh, you know where are the landmarks to you know let me know where my uh, bike needs to go. So you know I will always come into transition. You know one of the routines that I have uh, as part of my race plan is actually to go and work all these things out. So I'll take steps. I'll count rows. I'll walk it. I'll do it a few times. You know while I'm trying to get in the right mind mindset. Uh, and this just helps me you know know where I am and what I'm doing. When I'm in in the race, uh, so when I come out of the water uh, and, I've, and I've got my sort of race head on, I know exactly where I'm going and where I'm going to go to. So again, the the second phase really then is the, is looking at right. We're starting the race, the swim. I've got a time in mind. You know, I know what pace I need to achieve. I know what I'm going to do. So that's that's all great, and that is a smart objective. But what about where do you position yourself on the start line? Are we doing a time trial start? Is it a wave-based start? If it's a wave-based start, where am I going to position myself? Am I positioning myself for the fastest possible start uh, or am I just trying to keep out of trouble uh, until it strings out a little bit and I can latch onto some feet? Am I going to go and try and latch onto some feet? Is that part of my strategy? You know, after 100, 200 meters, get to the first boy. I'm then going to turn the corner. I'm going to try and find, you know, a, a pair of feet that are just a little bit quicker than me that I'm going to hang on to. These are things that you should also be putting in your race plan. It's your strategy. Because uh, when you're in the water and you know things are, are, are happening, you need to just think, right? Okay, yeah, this was my plan. I'm executing it. What about the variables? What if things go wrong? What are you going to do if you know you your goggle goes or you get some water in your eyes? Think about the unexpected because then, if it does happen, you're prepared for it, you've thought about it, you've got a strategy for dealing with it and you can implement it. So you're through the swim, you're out the water, you know, you've had a good think about where the water exit is and where you've got to get into transition, what then? You know, what is your strategy for transition one? You know, how, how are you planning for this? Right, wetsuit off goggles off, hat off, helmet on. you know think about the order, write it down. What's a good transition look like for you? you know you've cramped up, you've fallen on the floor. How are you gonna deal with it? You know, make sure that's included. You get out onto the bike. you know think about your nutrition strategy, especially if you're doing middle distance or long distance. Um, you know that is really crucial to the rest of your race. You know, how many times have you um, had a nutrition plan? and you've just not stuck to it and you, you know you probably felt the consequences later on you know so this now's the time in this this plan this document to think about that how many grams of carbs do you need to support yourself every hour you know work it out precision, precision hydration have some really good tools for um for sweat test and the um how many carbs you need uh, it, it can feel a little bit like a dark art sometimes but it doesn't really need to uh, it's quite straightforward and you know, can you set an alarm on your bike, a little watch, a little reminder? Um, several times I've I've failed my nutrition strategy, and it's been because I've been going really fast on the bike, and I've got a good you know fast section, and I don't want to break arrow, or I don't want to stop pedaling so hard because I think you know I'm on I'm on a roll here. I'll do it a bit later, and that keeps happening. And you know, again, same with a sip of drink every five minutes or, or whatever your strategy is. All too often we think, "Yeah, I'll do it in a minute when I'm just off this fast bit." You know, no, stick to your plan because it's going to benefit you in the long run. You know, so think about nutrition. You know, have you practised your gels and stuff beforehand? Are you taking all of your nutrition on the bike, or are you going to be reliant upon aid stations for uh, for some of the hydration a bit later on? When do those aid stations come? How do you? How much? water are you going to drink between those aid stations you know are you going to get rid of your bottle are you going to chuck it are you going to take an, an, a fresh bottle does it fit your your bike bottle holder think about these things you know they're going to save you time and aggro on the day obviously yeah think about your smart objectives again you know what average speed are you looking to hold how are are you riding by power or are you riding by heart rate uh, if you're riding by power, have you had a look at best bike splits and got an idea of what uh, you need to be holding at certain points in the course? Maybe that's a bit level for, next level for some people, uh, but again, these are all you know metrics that you should be using to manage that bike leg. I think the other thing with um, the the bike, especially, it's it's more the trying not to get caught up in the um, in the euphoria of those early surges. You know, sometimes you know we think oh Christ everybody's overtaking me um, and especially on a longer race you can pay for that later on uh, in spades because you you've actually just overcooked your bike you know so make sure you know you stick to your plan that's why we think about it you've spent months training at a certain pace or a certain wattage you know you've been doing sweet spots intervals you've been doing your race pace uh, intervals all for a purpose you know, don't get carried away come race day and spoil all of that um, just through getting getting swept up in it all. Think about your plan. I'm going to be riding at X watts. You know, that translates roughly into an average speed of X. You know, think about where, you know, how fast you're going to go on each section and, and stick to it. You know, maybe towards the end of the race if you're feeling super fresh, you know, and you you, you can then think, well, actually, do you know what, If if by X point, I'm still feeling really good. I am going to push a bit harder, you know, but make sure you've got some mental cues and you've thought about when you're going to do that. Uh, You know, that will generally save you loads. What are the things that could go wrong on the bike? You know, what if you've got a penalty for drafting? What are you going to do? I once got DQ'd um, for um, a road traffic incident. Uh, I went through a, a red light, I was told. I still dispute it and I will do until the day I die but it didn't stop me getting the DQ. I wasn't told until the end of the race Um, so you know I kind of had that lingering through the rest of the race that I I was doing and it it really did I really was beaten up by it but what if you got a time penalty you know probably won't make much difference actually if you um if you use it properly on a on a longer distance race it's not going to have that bigger impact on you but psychologically it can really mess you up if you don't think about it because you're suddenly then fighting to make that time back up you know when actually you don't really need to panic too much so what if you got a puncture yeah have you actually practiced uh puncture repair for a while when was the last time you had one have you tried it with those race tires that are super tight on those on those carbon rims uh, and then, you know when you actually put the tires on there you nearly dislocated your thumbs trying to get it on you know what are you going to do if it happens be prepared you know that is just going to take give you peace of mind and you're going to know that you've got got it in your locker to do it to you know change it if it's a puncture uh, and deal with it most importantly you know so yeah you do need to think about that so we come off the bike and we get into T2, what are we gonna do? Yeah, how are we gonna run through T2? Think about it, just go through the motions, write it down. And, you know, I one of my early races, um, I left my helmet on, what a plonker. Um, it was the crowds cheering and laughing as I came out of transition that, um, you know, kind of made me remember. Ah. Uh, So that was a few minutes wasted having to to go back and um, drop the helmet back. What about your race number, your belt? You know, make sure it's twisted to the front. All of these little things, you know, just mentally ticking ticking it off on your uh, race day plan is going to make you a lot smoother and ultimately quicker come race day. So out onto the run, you know, how are your legs feeling? You know, you practice your bricks. Uh, you know that uh, you, you're probably going to have some jelly legs. Uh, what's your strategy? Are, are you racing at uh, a certain pace until your legs feelings come back? You know, or are you going to push through it? When are you taking your nutrition on the run? Especially those longer runs. You know, you've know, you got to get it on top of the hydration um, and the electrolytes straight away. Hopefully you've been doing it on the bike. Um, I went to Challenge Salou last year and it was a really, really hot day. The uh, sea was terrible in the morning, so it was turned into a duathlon. And the amount of even pros that were pulling out come the run because they'd overcooked the bike uh, and they were just, you know, absolutely done for on the second run. Um, It happens to everybody. But, you know, think about it. This is my strategy. This is probably going to be the temperature. You know, had a look at the weather. You know, Make sure that you're comfortable on that run and get your nutrition in early. Put it in your race plan. What pace are you going to be running at? You know, we all have a good idea of what um, what time we should be pushing for to, to do that running, especially off the bike. Um, you know, don't be a hero about it. You know, don't try and set out for your you know your independent um, half marathon uh, pace for for a seventy point three, uh, if you've never been anywhere close to doing that, um, in training or, or on previous races. You know. Think about it. You know, set yourself realistic targets for the run because I think that's probably where we all kind of bulls up a little bit. You know, we we probably just put something that's maybe a little bit unrealistic at times. Where actually, what we should be doing is should be starting out a bit more conservatively and then you know building up as we start to feel better throughout the race. When are we going to be taking uh, nutrition on board? Are you going to do it through the aid stations? How far apart are the aid stations? What does that translate to in terms of time? You know, am I going to walk through the aid station and make sure I get a good couple of swigs of uh, water from the cup? Or am I going to try and run through the aid station and am I going to splash it all over my face and, you know, end up getting barely any? Am I going to take some Coca-Cola at certain points just to give myself a little boost? Am I taking gels on the run? You know, these things, again, think about your nutrition on the run. Think about your strategy. Think about how you're going to implement it and, and execute it. What could go wrong? Um, for me, run used to get cramped quite a lot. Hopefully, I've cured that with the nutrition on the bike because I think that was probably part of the, the issue. But what happens when you get a cramp? You know, some people, again, it gets really frustrating. You almost feel like it's race over uh, when you don't need to. You know, just anticipate it might happen. This is how I'm going to deal with it. I'm gonna slow down for a little bit i'm gonna to, gonna to walk it off then I'm gonna go again and build it up maybe not quite as quickly to start with what happens if the demons kick in and you know you you're really feeling like you can't continue and can't go on how are you gonna how are you gonna handle that you know maybe you you know you're gonna to have to do some positive thinking really you know some affirmations some uh, reinforcing positivity maybe that's gonna help you get through it Whatever it is, just think about all those, those unknowns, the, the bits and pieces that could go wrong on race day, um, you know, and how you're going to deal with them. And if you do that, you know, hopefully you're going to have a really good race and you're prepared. And being prepared is going to make you uh, a lot less anxious. You know, so if you don't uh, do this, I-, I suggest you give it a go for your next race and and you know see how that improves your performance. I think another benefit to planning your races. And maybe doing it a bit sooner is that you can kind of actually, you know, look at your training, especially if it's the first race of the season and you've done a whole winter's block. You're not really sure where you're, you know, you're, you're coming out at. It gives you an opportunity to kind of like test a few things, uh, and you can actually start working towards those paces, perhaps if they if they may be a bit of a stretch target for you. Uh, but yeah, in in all of my uh, experience, I think the, the races where I've actually taken the race plan seriously. Uh, Have usually gone way more to plan than anything else. Of course, you know, you'll still get to race day and there'll be loads of factors that are outside of your control and you just simply can't deal with. Uh, I think for the one race I had pegged as my A race last year, I turned up and there was uh, mist on the water, which just simply didn't clear. So the race was turned into a, a bike and a run. And, you know, mentally, waiting around for an extra two hours for the water to or for the fog to lift and it never did that messed up my morning nutrition strategy uh mentally it really messed me up because that was my a race i was going to use that for qualification and i just knew that it wasn't going to happen um once the once the water was cancelled once the swim was cancelled so again it's just you know I still executed my race plan. I used the opportunity to execute the the bike and the run, uh, and I had a great bike and I had a great run. You know, but had I not had that plan to hand, I think it would have been very easy for me to, you know, just sack that off completely um, and sulk, you know, rather and, and probably push way too hard on the bike and you know have a really uncomfortable run rather than, rather than having a great race that I did have. Uh, which then gave me a lot more confidence for for the next one. You know, so loads of stuff outside your control. You're not going to be able to think of everything, but, you know, I I recommend really having a go at doing a a race day plan because it will give you um, the additional benefit of taking some time off that next race.